Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, one by one. We will be spoiler-free of details from future episodes, but warning, full spoilers for episodes that we have talked about in the past. Recovering from the five different types of torture, I'm Jason. Ooh, and uh, recovering from a swift elbow to the face, I'm Harrison. Jason, what episode are we watching today? Harrison, we are watching Angel Season 1, Episode 18, 25 Square Meters. <laughs> Did I make that joke before? I don't think uh, so. Okay, yeah. We're watching 5x5, five five, and <laughs> this is the one where Buffy X and Harrison Thirst Trap Angel runs into Buffy X and Harrison Thirst Trap Faith. <laughs> And he's doing this weird thing with his tongue. You know, you know who my other thirst trap is that's in this episode? Uh, Lila. Lila Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of thirstiness going There's oh. a lot of thirst happening in this episode. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this is the one where uh, Faith shows up in Los Angeles and uh, Lindsay, who, hey, we now know his name. Uh, or did he reveal his name in the pi in the pilot of Angel? I don't think so. I think I he mean, was just Wolfram and Hart lawyer. Yeah. Uh, but Lindsay uh, decided that he was pissed off that Angel kept getting the best of him. And so he decides to hire Faith and shoot him, shoot her at Angel. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very definition of a loose cannon. Just kind of <laughs> aim it that way. Uh, five by Five was written by first-time Angel writer Jim... Koof? And I want to say, Kauf? I want to say, like, I'm kind of putting the, the cart before the horse here, but knocked it out of the park his first knocked time. Knocked it out of the fucking park. He wrote a couple other episodes, uh, both in season two, that, um, are, if I recall, I was looking at his page, if I recall, are fairly good episodes, but, um, uh, but this one is wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Um, so Jim Koof, Jim Kauf, Jim Queef, I'm not sure how to say your name, but you it's probably good. not Queef. It's probably not Queef. <laughs> Uh, and directed by uh, Buffyverse mainstay James A. Contner. Uh, it originally aired on April 25th, 2000. I realized, I was thinking about this earlier, I got into kind of a habit of asking you what you're drinking. Which we didn't really do before. I mean, we talked about what we were drinking, but during COVID, I literally never knew until we did the... Yeah, every, uh, it, is, it is really funny because you got really excited when I had like a brightly colored drink at my side. Yeah. Like, ooh, I don't know what you're drinking, Jason. That looks fun. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, now I know. So I'm going to announce it this week instead of asking. I'm stealing your thunder. Because that's what I do. I steal thunder. <laughs> I'm Hephaestus. Um, he didn't steal thunder, but he like made thunder for Zeus. Anyway, we're drinking red wine. <laughs> it's from a box. Cabernet Sauvignon. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon. I believe you're correct. Uh, and it's nummy, nummy, nummy. Take us away on a toast. Um, here is to... Kentucky Shakespeare, welcome back to Central Park. Yes! We went and saw Shakespeare in Love a week or two back. Delightful. Um, gorgeous costumes. 
Um, I mean, they always have great costumes, but very, very fun show. Cute dog in the show. <laughs> it was a really good show. Um, so if you're in the Louisville area, uh, it's their run has ended, but they will be bringing it back um, in repertory in the end of July, July. I think. Um, so right now they're running Henry V, which <laughs> we're going to go see, but... The histories are not my favorite. <laughs> so, um, you know, now keep in mind this is a Buffy podcast, not a Shakespeare podcast. But um, I honestly was never a huge fan of the histories either. I believe the only one that I've read is Richard the mm-hmm. Second. But credit to I believe all the histories in the Henriad have been directed by Amy Attaway. Mm-hmm. She's done a fantastic job. I remember. Henry the Fourth Part One was fantastic, and what's really cool is that um, for listeners who are who are unaware, um, I want to say for the past four years uh, they obviously couldn't do it last year, uh, but they are doing. They did the three years before that the three parts of the Henriad. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Richard the Second, Henry the Fourth Part Two excuse me part yeah. one then henry the fourth part two and then this year they're actually concluding it with henry the fifth yeah. but all the characters who play because obviously those four shows they're sequential and um have characters the same character in multiple shows they're actually played by the same actors yeah uh so because they were able to get like that commitment and props to them yeah uh and yeah, I remember Henry the Fourth Part One. I was just like, "Damn, they made that really action packed." It was really good. Yeah. And as someone, yeah, as a, a not, I don't love the histories, but yeah, uh, Kentucky Shakespeare, and as you said, Amy Attaway in particular, um, with with how she directed it, made them extremely accessible mm-hmm. um, and interesting. And like, like they're still not my favorites. But I, they're, they're, I, they're a treat to watch. I came away with a new appreciation for them, and I feel like I will do the same when we go see Henry V. Um, I've seen them, you know, and I take Morty for a walk. We usually go to the, to the park, and sometimes I've seen them like rehearsing, and it looks like good fun. Although, unfortunately, their run has hit some snags with uh, the, <laughs> the rain. Because <laughs> um, Shakespeare in Love got a completely uninterrupted run, they didn't get rained out once. And then their Henry V's preview got rained out, and its second performance. And I think last night's performance, they had to they had to end it like twenty minutes early. So I, I do. I feel like we could talk about this for a while, but yeah, we, we should move to, on. Yeah, um, <laughs> we need to talk about uh, Faith. Um, first, we're talking about Angel, though, because uh, this guy with a lot of body art, including a uh, tear tattoo from. Mm-hmm which I believe you only get in prison. I believe that is a uh, signal for that you killed somebody in prison. That is uh, that, that is correct, to my knowledge. All right. All right. Uh, so, sorry if that's stereotyping, but... I, it's, well, this, this character's got a lot of stereotypes going on. Yeah. He is literally credited as gangbanger, which... Ugh. Yikes. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, we have this uh, gangbanger... Walking with a swagger, like this guy is strutting, and then he sees a um, a group of people just kind of like hanging out, and he's like, "Hey, man, you can't be here." And uh, 
Turns out that it's not guys, it's demons. Mm-hmm. It could be guy demons. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, um, really nice kind of fake out how there was a uh, there was an arm that was holding a gun. So he thought like, oh man, these guys are looking for trouble. And it turns out that like the arm holding the gun was like a dismembered arm. Yep. I thought that was a cool that was a cool like take out. Um, it uh, not quite as smooth as uh, Angel with his uh, the lighter and the two hundred bucks back in the <laughs> rain, but you know I'll allow it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he starts running from these demons. Fortunately. Wesley and Angel show up. Angel doing a drive-by decapitation. He's got a huge-ass fucking broadsword. <laughs> and just, yeah, one swing as they're driving past decapitates all three demons. Hot. No, no, that is not the, that is not the last time we will say hot in this mm-hmm. episode. Which is hilarious because, like, thinking about what this episode is and what it's about um, and... What happens in the end we wouldn't be you wouldn't think like oh this is a sexy episode but this is a sexy episode honestly you bring faith into it and true it's like dripping with sexuality sometimes uncomfortably so yeah, but... <laughs> and nobody likes uncomfortable dripping oh my harrison God. grimace just at the just at that phrase i mean <laughs> let's move on <laughs> Anyway, it, and uh, Angel does seem to be familiar with this gangbanger, and uh, he says, you need a ride, and so they drive him back to what is later revealed to be Angel Investigations. But first, we've got a girl getting off of a bus, and it is our girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it should be noted, continuity-wise, that... Um, this episode aired the week after the part two of the Buffy crossover aired, right? No, actually, oh. this is a weird continuity thing because, um, who are you? Uh, first of all, I want to say the gangbanger's name is actually Danny. Um, that's what Angel calls him. Okay. Um, and I think the, like, the DA or whoever refers to him by name as well. Yeah. So... Also, double uncomfortable that the episode credits him as gangbanger. I All right, well, don't I'm gonna like call that. Him Danny. I yeah, that, that's that's a big old yikes for me. Um, but so this episode aired. Actually, this episode aired after where the wild things are. So we had, um, so we had superstar, superstar, where the wild things are, plus those two corresponding Angel episodes. So this would have been, yeah, three weeks after. Although Angel says that Giles tells him that it was That's one week. That's what I was referring to, that it was one yeah. week. So, it's been one week <laughs> since Faith was here. So <laughs> so I, I guess we're just going to have to go with the, uh, the, you know, I mean, I guess Superstar and Where the Wild Things Are happen over very short periods of time. So I can, I guess I'll buy that they happened right. in the same week. God, what a week. <laughs> I mean, for the Scoobies, that's probably just used to that. But. Yeah, must be Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, Faith is uh, le- getting off the bus, and um, she's being very quiet, got a very sad face. She looks rough. Yeah. Like, the bags under her eyes. Like, But mm. that doesn't stop a guy from creeping on her. 
And uh, he says, yeah. like, oh, you know, you look like you're not from here, so most guys would try to take advantage of you, especially if you don't have any money or a place to stay. And um, Faith looks at him and says, I'm cold. <laughs> and he's like, all right, honey. He starts taking off his jacket. And he's like, just call me Mr. Warm. Bam! I I feel like that should be, we should have done a drinking game while we were watching the episode. Like, every time Faith punches someone, <laughs> like, like... Um, like unexpectedly, like the like the person is not prepared for this punch to happen. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and uh, Faith uh, takes his his wallet, his keys, and his coat, and says, "Now I've got money and a place to stay." Hot. <laughs> I only say that because this guy was a fucking creep. Yeah, I mean, maybe okay. I think he deserved one punch in the face, maybe two. I don't know if he deserved to get mugged, um, but then again, we don't really know what his, we can only guess what his true intentions are, yeah. so, you know, whatever your personal sense of justice is, I'll leave that to you. What are you, what are you looking at? Well, I'm just suddenly realizing, Angel is able to go into that guy's apartment without an invitation. So either Angel went down to the hospital and got an invitation from this dude, or this dude died while he was in the hospital. I mean, he was in the hospital for a while. He got the shit kicked out of him by Faith. Uh, but anyway, we are back at Angel Investigations. And uh, Cordelia is uh, basically... I'm not sure I remember what Cordelia is doing. I, d- I don't have the, I don't have, like, uh, the Buffy wiki up. I was just trying to do this all from memory. Um, but, uh, Angel's trying Angel to... is trying to convince yeah. Danny to, uh, do the right thing. Um, which, uh, in this case ends up being talking about, uh... Test- he's, like, testifying Yeah, testify. Some... Yeah, testifying... Sorry, I'm, like, trying to do no, you're this fine, thing. you're fine. Yeah, he's trying to testify, um, in this court case, in a murder case. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he doesn't want to do it, but Angel's, like really not giving him a choice in fact i do love these like you gotta like face these demons it's like what if i don't want to face my demons then you're gonna have to face my demons uh, <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we just need a button for you saying hot <laughs> um oh and before we get this though <gasps> that's right i can't i can't believe we forgot this um how do we, we get a flashback y'all a flashback with our lady darla yes so um i feel like up to this point, you probably could have been okay watching Angel without n- having seen Buffy. Mm-hmm. But this draws so much from Faith's arc in Buffy and like from stuff that we kind of really gathered from Buffy first. Mm-hmm. Um, because this obviously shows, um, this flashback shows uh darla giving angel and jealous his birthday present which is a romani girl yep and uh this in turn this ends up being the daughter of the tribe the beloved daughter of the tribe of romani that end up cursing him which yeah we see the before where he's eating the girl and then the after when darla realizes that he's been cursed with a soul yeah so um yeah it's I feel like at this point, it's 
you can't really separate like at least for this you can't really yeah. separate them i think you could this episode does a good job of making us understand what's going on so i feel like you could understand the episode um but so much but, of faith's like gravitas is yeah lost. you would yeah you would lose a lot of the emotional impact and particularly faith's turn there at the end mm-hmm. would come across as out of nowhere if you weren't familiar and hadn't seen the buffy two-parter and um so it, with with the angel flashbacks i think you probably have an easier time because of course the literally the last episode went in depth about his curse and all of yeah. that but but yeah it's just the i think the emotional connection might not quite be there um but yeah but yeah and uh, uh another thing about this scene it's um somehow very disturbing that it's very unsettling that he decides to bite her thigh yeah like the inner thigh yeah so very very sexual very sexualized and also like you get as opposed to like an obscured view of like when of the per- of the victim's face when the vampire goes for the neck you get like the full-on view of terror mm-hmm. uh from that victim yeah because there's no vampire head to obscure it yeah uh it's yeah it's very upsetting yes and uh so anyway angel's trying to convince danny to testify in court cordelia now, now yeah thank god i have the buffy with <laughs> um cordelia uh believes that uh he was a waste of a good vision so cordelia received a vision about him being involved in this case and uh and and uh wesley does say that um he thinks that Danny will do the right thing because who better to convince him than Angel? Yeah. And uh, Beam. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Cordy Cordy disagrees. Um and she has this line that I love where she's um, you know, stereotyping all men. Um and she's basically saying, you know, they don't change. And she says, if you scratch this beneath the surface, you know what you find? More surface. <laughs> Oh, uh, but yeah, we love her. Yeah, um, I don't want to use that hashtag. Not all men, because <laughs> oh yeah, she's wrong. Like she's <laughs> she is wrong, and the episode shows that she's yeah, wrong. Profiling works both <laughs> ways, Cordelia. <laughs> Just because you get profiled doesn't mean that that gives you the right to profile others. Yeah. Guys, don't pro guys and girls and all in between. Don't profile. Um. And so we go to a courtroom where uh, a lawyer is trying very hard to uh, fight against who, the lawyer from the first episode of Angel mm-hmm. from Wolfram and Hart. Uh, if you remember, uh, and he does bring it up later, his client was a vampire that Angel threw out of a building. Hot. <laughs> Flash, throwback hot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but um, he his name in this episode is revealed to be Lindsay McDonald. McDonald. It feels so weird that we have not seen him since the pilot because he is such a slight spoiler alert. Yeah. He does become a he's a major character. Kind, yeah, he and Lila are kind of the representation 
sorry, yeah. of Wolfram and Hart. So, I feel like the way we talked about Lindsay and Lila in their previous appearances, I feel like we've already made that very clear. You know who isn't a representative of Wolfram and Hart? Lee little, Mercer. Lee Mercer, little rat fuck face. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to him. Uh, but anyway, um, the... Uh, Yes, the um, prosecution, because uh, Wolfram and Hart's on the defense. Mm-hmm. Prosecution says that uh, Wolfram and Hart has been basically scaring all their witnesses away, which Lindsay comes in with the asshole remark of, oh, that's a very serious accusation. <laughs> and um, fortunately, right as, the, uh, right as Lindsay is trying to argue that the case is being dismissed, that the case should be dismissed, Angel and Danny walk in, and Danny is ready to testify. Yay! Suck it, Lindsay! You know, at the beginning of this episode, when it started with the Danny thing, and then went to Faith at the bus station before the credits, I remember being very confused. I was like, what a weird way to start this episode with this unrelated thing that doesn't go anywhere, and then as, you know... We watched the episode. Um, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'm seeing how this is fitting thematically. But also, this is what puts Angel back on Lindsay's radar. So, uh, 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 criticism redacted episode. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Um, So, Lindsay's actually uh, getting a lot of shit from the, uh, let's just say, for lack of a better word, the senior partners. Mm, Um, Let's say that, for lack of a better word. (laughs) What else are we going to say? What else would we say? (laughs) (laughs) That'll be real funny in, like, uh, what, a season? Yeah. There's going to be, like, half of our listeners who who watch the whole show are like, and the other half who are like, what the fuck are they talking about? Or who knows? You're not funny. (laughs) Yeah, the half who know what we're talking about might be like, shut the fuck up, you moron. (laughs) Hey, we've got people listening to this this podcast, so somebody's got to keep listening to us morons. Um, And uh, I got to say, if you guys didn't get an American Psycho comparison with Lindsay before, good God. Uh I mean, look at him. Look at him. He probably, like, has a fucking poster of Christian Bale in his bathroom. (laughs) And you know what? Wolfram and Hart almost certainly actually has a murders and executions department. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, God, he was like, he was one business card bragging bragging moment away from Um, being the actual Patrick Bateman. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's funny. I, I liked American Psycho when I first saw it when I was like 17, 16. As I've gotten older, when I've been in the world more, I really appreciate the satire of it more. Like, I, yeah, it is... I didn't get it. I like, I was like, oh, he's killing people. Oh, that's hilarious. I, like, But as I'm getting older, and like, I'm like, oh, wow, this movie is... And you know, I would say <laughs> that it's like making fun of a specific point in time. But oh my god, yuppies are still around, y'all. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, like, if, if you see, like, a group of guys um, with loosened ties, the top button of their shirts unbuttoned, and uh, rolled up sleeves at a bar, and they're ordering rounds of drinks, like, hell yeah, way to close on that today. Those are yuppies. They're yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It, honestly, the satire in that film feels almost more relevant now. <laughs> like, it's fucked. Um, but yeah, so... 
Lindsay's basically saying that uh, angels become way too much of a problem. And then we get uh, Rat Fuckface, a.k.a. Lee Mercer. And, you know, of the three, of the three uh, lawyers that are in uh, Wolfram and Hart that kind of become like our main trio, mm -hmm. uh, you have Lindsay, Lila, and Lee. Ha, three L's. Um, McDonald, two... Morgan, and Mercer. Yeah. <laughs> three M's. <laughs> so, oh, um, they're the LM squad. <laughs> but yeah, two of them are very attractive. And charismatic. And like, charismatic. Like... And one of them is just like, ugh. And <laughs> basically, if you could sum them up, it would just be, ugh. Our, and that is... Our apologies <laughs> to uh, Thomas Burr. This is... <laughs> I'm sure you're a lovely fellow. <laughs> Sorry, Thomas Burr, sir. Um, Lee Mercer walks in and he suggests hiring Faith. And because, hey, she's a vampire slayer. Oh. He's a vampire. Math. The math checks out. <laughs> yeah. Um, however, uh, Lila kind of she's knows a Already on it. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I can get a hold of her, I can set up this contact. And he's like, oh, I'll let you tag along. And she's like, ha, I'll let you tag along in the limo. In which case, he's like, you bitch. And... <laughs> well, he, he's like, he, she's like, he's like, what not me? She's like, well, it's your people skills. Yeah. You have none. And then he calls her a bitch. And she's like, uh, point bourbon. <laughs> yeah. Also, you're just not pleasant to look at. I'm sorry, Thomas Burr. <laughs> also, I feel like Lila Morgan is the type for who, like, Someone calls her a bitch. She's she's, she's that's fuel to the fire. She's like, yeah, you know, you know, Cordy's uh, in room with a view. You know, guess what, lady? The bitch is back. Lila gives me that same vibe. Yeah, that, I can definitely see some uh, some similarities between Lila and Cordy. Oh yeah, there's all, all flattering, of course. Uh, this, I, and I feel like this is deliberate. Lila feels very much like a foil, like a deliberately written foil to Cordelia. They have mm -hmm. a lot of. Um, they're hot brunettes, um, but they have a lot of the same qualities, that forthrightness, that, um, you know, uh, that getting the job done, especially speaking as Cordy grows, but Lila's yeah, evil. Cordelia, um, have to say, uh, she is once again thinking about the business when Angel and Wesley aren't, uh, she gets a call when Wesley and Angel get back from court about the, um, about a wealthy client. And uh, even though it's not technically what Angel specializes in, it turns out to be a, um, a divorce case. Yep. And, um, and Cordy ends up uh, also mentioning that she's taking out a small business loan. So, yeah, Cordy's actually kind of the only one that seems to take the logistics of the business mm -hmm. in mind. Because Wesley is, I don't want to say he's a yes man, but he's very much a yes man for Angel, and uh, Angel's just kind of like, oh, this is just the mission. Yeah, he's this very is just mission. a way of getting things done. Yeah, I, you know, if Cordy weren't doing this, I, I think she would be a great, um, like development person, like for a nonprofit, like the person <laughs> whose job it is to like to get like the big donations from corporations mm -hmm. and stuff. I think she'd fucking kill that. Also, she'd be a really good event planner too. Oh, she'd be an excellent yeah. event planner. Yes. Yeah, oh. because she would basically make sure that if something wasn't happening, she would get it to happen. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but uh, Cordelia does say that um, hey, we've got a uh, we got a client who is going to be really uh, is going to be really good for us because uh, they have a lot of money, and um, mm-hmm. it, it's actually really funny. The phone conversation was, that we only hear Corey's side of is like, well, listen, it's not about the money. Oh wow, could be about that much money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, and now um, but yeah, so it's like oh, this is great. Um, because Danny ended up testifying and it helped. But Wesley's like, yeah, um, you did piss off Wolfram and Hart though. Uh, but then we go to Club Hell. Club Hell, love it. And uh, yeah, I like how. The Buffy Wiki kind of skips over this part, but in the nightclub where Faith is, she starts di- grinding on a guy on a guy that another girl's with. By the way, that girl is not Anne Hathaway. She's not, <laughs> but she's definitely got a Hathaway vibe. No, like I, I mean, when I, I was I just just making the joke like, oh, don't steal Anne Hathaway's boyfriend, and <laughs> Harrison's like, oh my god. So I guess I wasn't the only one who thought she looked like Anne Hathaway. No, the, she's definitely got the look. That. That's actually one of my favorite things to do is like point out um, actors that look, point out characters in shows and movies that look like a, a famous actor and then just kind of treat them like they are and make my friends who know actors second guess. <laughs> so my, she kind of looks like Anne Hathaway and I, by way of, and I can't remember this actress's name, but she plays Anne Hathaway's like best friend in The Princess Diaries. Um, and she's kind of like, she was also oh, in yeah, I can see that. Scream 3, and she was in Hostel 2. Um, she's like, and she's got She like, has a niche. <laughs> she has a very, she's that actress who you know who she is, because she's a very uh, quirky look. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I can't remember, so it's like, yeah, she kind of has like Anne Hathaway's features, but also that kind of like. I don't know. That's that's what anyway, I, was I love anyway, child. Faith is grinding on her boyfriend, and she's like, uh, she's like, what the hell do you think you're doing? And her boyfriend isn't stopping it. Her boyfriend does literally nothing until violence. He's starts. just like, yeah, I'm fine with grinding on this hot shit. Oh my god. Um, and but yeah, so uh, so and Faith is like, oh yeah, what are you gonna do? What happens if I do this? And then like elbows uh poor Anne Hathaway in the face yeah and she goes down so that's when the boyfriend decides to act and tries to throw a punch right at Faith doesn't work and then Faith proceeds to alternate between punching people and dancing (laughs) which awesome yeah hot (laughs) hot it is I mean it is like what's really funny is that like she actually starts a fight and everybody else is fighting each other and she's just dancing. Yeah. And I think that is, if, I actually think this is really, I mean, it's a great scene. Cotner directs it really well. Like, the chaos is good. Is cuts. so good. Good, yeah. good cuts between the cameras. Yeah, the editing's great. But I also think just from a narrative and character standpoint, if you weren't, um, as we were talking about earlier, if you hadn't watched the Buffy episodes... This is a really good distillation of, like, who Faith is. Yeah. Like, um, so if you weren't familiar with the character already, this is like, oh, okay, I know who this girl is. We've seen her dance. We've seen her try to steal another girl's man. And we've seen her beat the shit out of people. You get all that right here. I'm shocked she wasn't, like, the three of us. (laughs) Uh, 
Because actually, when it started, I actually thought at first that she was going to go dance with the girl. The way she kind of positions mm-hmm. herself, it looks like that's what she's doing. Yeah. Uh, up until she's literally got her ass in this guy's crotch. Like, um, hot. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she looked, I mean, I-, I feel like it goes without saying, but Eliza Dushku looks fucking stunning. She's got like a backless halter, uh, leather the leather pants. pants. Girl. Honestly, no, no, Queen Faith is aware of how hot she is. Oh, she knows. Yeah, <laughs> it's one um, of her favorite weapons. <laughs> you know what her other favorite weapons are? Weapons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, uh, she is. Uh, so she's like leaving the club. Uh, Lila is there because Lila is, of course, setting up the meet, and. <laughs> And yeah, so Lila kind of reveals that um, she knows who Faith is, and Faith is like, who the hell are you? The sexual tension is dripping. (laughs) You can cut it with a knife. Okay, it's... This is my gay agenda this week. I'm assuming that you're referring to the sexual tension as somewhere along the lines of butter, because yeah, I'm my, I mixed my metaphor. Tripping and being cut with a knife. I absolutely mixed my metaphors. <laughs> I realized butter. You can as it was happening. Butter can drip, so, and you can cut it. With okay, a knife. so yes, this you're right. So it's hot butter. This there's you've got butter between the two of them, and the sexual tension is so hot that the butter is melting, <laughs> and also they want some toast, so they're cutting. <laughs> the metaphor works, people. <laughs> the science checks out. Um, but yeah, yeah uh, uh, gay Faith... agenda for this week is the sexual tension between Lila and Faith. But yeah, Faith, uh, Faith says, I don't know a damn thing about you. And this one, Lila reveals one of the most important facts of Angel the series. Her favorite color is green. Nice. And, and she looks good in diamonds. She looks good in diamonds. Uh, Faith had previously noticed that she was wearing a diamond watch because fucking high-paid attorney mm-hmm. uh and she likes driving in limos and then faith gives us the jaw-dropping reveal that she likes black <laughs> oh my god really no not you faith i'm shocked yeah we weren't aware of your whole color scheme in Buck <laughs> season three. Oh goodness Anyway, <laughs> let's do another flashback, because uh, now we are showing that um, this is post-reinstallment uh, of Angel, mm-hmm. post-cursing of Angel. And you know what? Darla's not a fan. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, okay, have we... We saw the installment... That the installment flashback happened in Becoming, right? Yes. Okay. Becoming part one. Cool. Yeah, this scene, it's, I feel really bad for Angel in this scene. I mean, I know he shouldn't because he is recently evil. But, <laughs> but she, first of all, she's like, what the fuck's going on? And he, he's like talking about like children, children. And she's like, oh, yes, the children. I love it when they scream. Did you bring me some? <laughs> Did you bring me? Yeah, she's like. Um, like she kind of like yeah, I'm into this, and then she kind of yeah, she kind of at first it seems like she thinks it's like a game or something, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, then she senses 
the soul, and she 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 says she like she says you have a filthy soul. Yeah, yikes! And she like scrapes his face real bad, and and then she breaks a chair so that she can get a stake. She's ready to kill him. She's ready to fucking and kill him. And they have him. spent a hundred and forty years together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Although it is interesting though that we know based on her actions in Angel the episode. That at some point she's going to want to bring Angel back to her. Well, um, I mean, give it like another hundred, so I yeah, you know, time heals all wounds. <laughs> and I mean, uh, if only she had, uh, if only she had been around for season two of Buffy. <laughs> oh God, can you imagine the lady boner she would have had? I mean, like bigger than Drusilla's. Slightly smaller than spikes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we told you guys it's gonna be a sexy episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now let's uh, let's go back to Wolfram and Hart, where we've got Lila, Lindsay, and Lee with Faith, and uh, LM, 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 F, <laughs> FL, <laughs> FML. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so basically they say that, hey, you are charged with murder in Sunnydale, and uh, I just lost a murder case, so you seem to know a lot about murder. So, And they're like, oh, well, who do you want me to kill? And they're like, well, his name's Angel. I'll do it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Girl, let's talk about your negotiation skills. <laughs> you, you do not want to seem that eager. Um, I feel like um, the lawyer, uh, Jackie, um, oh God, the lawyer from Seinfeld, who is, his, na- his first name was Jackie, but like, there's an episode of Seinfeld where Kramer, uh, like, spills hot coffee on himself and then sues the coffee company for it being so hot. And like, they're ready to like settle. And he's got his lawyer, Jackie Child. Jackie Child is the lawyer. <laughs> And um, he's like, it's like, all right, we need to hold out because we're going to get a big payout. So they're ready to settle. And it's like, oh, well, Mr. Kramer, we're ready to give you free coffee at all our locations. It's like, I'll take it. Oh, my God. And, and like, in the car, in the car ride back, Jack and Child's like, who told you to take it? <laughs> Nobody told you to take it. <laughs> you were supposed to wait for more. <laughs> oh, goodness. Faith needs herself a Jackie Child. She does. Uh but yeah, um, and since we have, since we are a Buffy and Angel podcast, we'll go ahead and talk about the implications of what happened in Buffy with, um, with, and why she's so eager, why Faith is so eager to kill Angel. Mm-hmm. And I think it all boils down to the fact that Buffy was ready to kill Faith to save Angel's life. Faith goes into a coma. Faith wakes up from said coma, find out that finds out that Buffy is in fact with another guy, and so now she is basically like, "Oh, I thought your life was supposed to mean more than mine. Mm-hmm. Guess it doesn't. Yeah. Screw you." I think that's definitely part of it. I think Faith's motivations here are. I think she has like. 12 motivations here because also i think there's a bit of a um 
this is something that came up in uh, Enemies in season three, the one where Angelus pretends or Angel pretends to turn. Mm-hmm. Faith and Angel have a lot in common, and I think and that's Faith... when he clocks Xander in the face. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, Angel and Faith have a lot in common, mm-hmm. and um, Angel has acknowledged that Faith really doesn't want to, um, and we saw her self-loathing at the end of Who Are You. So I think some of that is her projecting her own self-hatred yeah. onto Angel as yeah. well. And, you know, we see at the end of this episode, she's begging him to kill her. Yeah. And, you know, okay, so here's one thing I've noticed. Uh, with the exception of the first episode of Angel, because you kind of had to do this in the first episode of Angel, I was thinking about, like, the choice of flashbacks, and the Buffy and Angel team do not want to repeat flashbacks, and they do not want to show flashbacks of Faith. Like, they don't want to use Angel runtime to show you flashbacks of mm-hmm. Faith and Buffy. And we don't get the Romani cursing flashback. We get the before and after. Yeah. So they, yeah, I, I feel like with the exception of the first episode of Angel... You don't get repeated flashbacks. Now there is a um, there is like an instance later on where but where you get kind of that, but it's more it's a like narrative two perspectives. Device. Yeah, it's more like two perspectives. I'm so fucking stoked to get to that because that is top tier. Hang on now, you want to skip all of season five of Buffy? I'm not saying skip. I'm just saying I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. We got we got a lot of good stuff coming up. <laughs> we do. I feel like this is like no offense to uh, season four of of Buffy and season one of Angel, but we've got it, so much good stuff coming. Yeah, I, I feel like um, I probably should save this for the wrap up episode, <laughs> but I'm gonna say it here because I can say whatever damn well please. So it's not a spoiler. I feel like this is a um, this is almost like a hump that both shows had to get over mm-hmm. to become what they what their later ver- what we're gonna see afterwards. And while I wouldn't say that this is the strongest season for either of these shows, um, they are important in getting to really good stuff down yeah. the line. Yeah, season four is definitely a transition season for Buffy, mm-hmm. and season one is, I mean, of yeah, course, yeah, the you, first season. Yeah, you gotta you gotta build yourself up. Yeah. Um, ah, but yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So uh, then Faith, then Faith decides to negotiate. Like, oh, well, what are you gonna pay? And Lee's just like, oh, well, we don't need to talk about that. And uh, I can't remember what she says about. Or what he says about his face, but basically it's something that leads Faith to just bash his face in, and she's like, "How's your face looking now?" And uh, what's really up. great is like while this is going on, because this continues to go on, and I'm not questioning. Good job, Faith. I don't like that guy. Um, but Lindsay's like, "Ah, oh, you know, maybe we should make our dinner reservation three instead of four. And Lila's like. Mm. <laughs> and they're just watching like <laughs> i don't think they like lee that much either no oh i mean i i feel like we didn't really see any interactions between Lindsay and lee like one-on-one but lila certainly well, doesn't lee's the one who shows like the the original like faith plan to Lindsay. oh that's right yeah that's right. yeah I, the, when you walked in you were like god i always forget about him <laughs> 
Well, that's the thing. Lindsay and Lila are dynamic, even though this is only their second episode that they've appeared in each. But they're both really dynamic characters and and were in their first appearances. Mm-hmm. And this guy's just not. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Way to be like way to be the bassist of um of Nirvana. <laughs> oh, but yeah. You know, <laughs> I apologize. Um, I I'm sorry. I don't remember your name. It's just like when you think of like the first two names that come to your mind when you think of Nirvana are are Kurt Cobain, and Dave Grohl. I'm sorry, <laughs> and now I need to do my mea culpas. Um, hang on. <laughs> Chris Novoselic. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry, Chris. But in, in, that's also like a really thing to remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm not helping myself at all here. Let's get back to the episode. Um, so now is when we get um, Buffy, Angel... Uh, wow. <laughs> Whoa. That's, uh, my, uh, that's my job? Getting character names right? off? <laughs> I was ready to go like Buffy, Angel, Cordelia. No. Angel, Cordelia, and Wesley. Um, hmm. Get the... I know you've got that threesome image in your head. I do. Mm. Right. <laughs> An mm. angel sandwich with some hot, with some hot girl bread. Mm. Gosh, I've been very like hot for the ladies this episode. I mean, it's a it's a hot lady episode. Yeah. I mean, Angel does some hot things, but you know his shirt stays firmly on. Uh, so you know. I think while you are super super gay. Yes. Um, like really gay yeah uh like a five and a half out of six on the kinsey scale okay i thought that went up to seven Mm -mm. zero to six okay um maybe i count the zero as one Uh, that's fair (laughs) but uh anyway um i feel like uh there are shows where you make exceptions Mm -hmm. um or at least like are totally fine thirsting after some women and uh, yeah. the Buffy verse is very much full of them. Yeah, full of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get some of that uncomfortable dripping going on. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, it's everywhere. <laughs> I need to get this carpet cleaned. Oh my god, it's everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> oh goodness. I'm sorry, listeners. This has just been it's gone off the rails. Um, <laughs> Yeah, wait so, until we get to the torture scene. Talk oh about boy. uncomfortable dripping. <laughs> Angel, Cordelia, and Wesley go to this go to this um, courthouse, and that's when Cordelia reveals that this is a divorce case, and they're not really, and uh, Angel and Wes aren't feeling it. But then we have this really great shot of where you can see Faith walking up. Um, and aiming the crossbow. Slayers, they're fucking crossbows. And, but I do believe that that uh, that Faith was only going for one shot because she was either gonna kill Angel, or she was gonna get to have fun. Yeah. And uh, and I'll allow it for this moment that comes directly after she shoots it because it is to quote Faith really cool. It, it is. <laughs> yeah. She shoots Angel. Angel catches the bolt. With like, his back turned. He turns and catches it. Yeah. Well, he's a vampire. <laughs> Harrison's only going to elongate that word as we go on. <laughs> so the only thing they'll be elongating. Mm. 
<laughs> I had some getting lucky tonight. I think I wonder if people question where I am on the Kinsey scale with what some of the things I say in this show. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, this is when Faith is like. Uh, Faith, then Faith says like, oh yeah, just be ready. And, um, and so, uh, Angel gets off the phone with Giles and then he fills in. So, sorry guys, no, no voice cameo from Anthony Stewart. Head. No, uh, that would have been cool. He does. Um, he fills in Wes and Cordelia that, uh, um, Faith has been missing for a week. And, uh, I, and Angel doesn't um, reveal what happens to what happened between her and Buff, between Faith and Buffy. Um, it's actually not clear whether um, whether Giles, Giles revealed told it. it. Yeah. yeah, I think maybe it becomes clear whether Angel knows or not in the next episode. That's a great. I, I don't remember. I don't uh, remember. We'll find out next week, yeah. listeners. Um, <laughs> that's a that's a very minute detail. Uh, but yeah, basically, um, and Wes is actually kind of, uh, a little disappointed that Giles didn't let him know as soon as Faith got out of her coma. Yeah. Um, Angel tries to let Giles off the hook where he's like, well, he didn't know that she was coming after us. And he was more worried about protecting Bobby. Yeah. But... I feel like, I just feel like, regardless of whether they knew that Faith was planning, well, Faith wasn't planning on going after them, but... Yeah, they didn't, they, none of the Scoobies knew that Faith was going to L.A. Yeah, but I do think, regardless of what they knew, a heads up was warranted. Yeah, yeah, you know, like (laughs) a, like a mad slayer on the loose. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, just one phone, it didn't have to be Buffy. Willow could have called up and been like, hey, y'all, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Faith woke up from her coma. Yeah, you remember that crazy whore, Faith? <laughs> yeah. Be, be uh, they, on the that is, that is what Willow would call her. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think a heads up was warranted, but Angel doesn't seem too put out. So, But yeah, and so now um, Angel's decided that he is getting ready for a fight and he wants uh, Wesley and Cordelia to leave, like, make themselves scarce. And uh, that's when Wesley's like, hey, look, we're a team. You're not going to do this. And he's like, and that's when Angel says, we're not a team. I'm your boss. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, Angel. <laughs> Wait, take charge. <laughs> I also love that Wes, Angel just, like, throws it in his face. Wesley's like, I want to help. And he's like, uh, last time you tried to help uh, this, or last time, like, some British guy, blah, blah, blah. And Cordelia's like, Angel. You can't blame Wesley for some British, some British guy. guy. Oh, wait, that was you. And it continued. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. And Wesley does like shoulder a lot of the responsibility. Um, because, a lot of it is his fault. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a good chance that Faith could have been pulled back from the brink. If it weren't for, for Wesley's actions, yeah, and that we went and we talked about that mm-hmm. at length in that episode, mm-hmm. but yeah, and uh, and I think Wesley knows that, yeah. I, yeah. So um, Wesley and Cordelia are gone. Angel uh, Angel has this moment where he uh, looks at his weapon 
his weapon uh, cache. Mm-hmm. And um, he doesn't pull anything out, though. Uh, I think maybe he might know that uh, Faith is upstairs. Uh, but yeah, Faith has actually opened up the windows in his office. And she throws, uh, she throws Angel a gun. Um, Angel originally thinks, like, oh, is that a wooden bullet? She's like, great idea, but no, I brought this for you. Just in case there's anything you want to bang! Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, doesn't hesitate. And, uh, like, and, and I, actually, though, I do believe he was aiming for her leg. Yes, because she makes this, he doesn't hesitate, but she also specifically mentions that he doesn't go for the kill. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. I... Uh, and they're going to get into kind of a bit of a, or Faith is going to, and Angel's going to be there for it, a bit of a sexual thing here. But I, I do want to rewind a bit because we I forgot about it. But when she's with, at Wolfram and Hart, Lindsay's like, uh, we can get you off, meaning legally. And Faith's like, oh, you don't know how many men have uh, promised me that before. And then Lila, what, what does she, Lila says something like, like, like we'll get it done or something. It very sexually charged yeah. uh, moment that was very funny. Uh, yes, um, because again, it's faith, and she's all about that sex. She is. It's um, actually, that's something I. I actually, I think we maybe should should take just a couple seconds to talk about is faith's aggressive overt sexuality. And how much of that is, um, is just her? And how much of that is the mask? How much of that is her bravado to hide how damaged she is? Well, um, now I guess, I guess if you're asking that question, you kind of wonder, um, is, has she always had that mask? Um, because... When she first meets Buffy, she's like, oh, man, after slaying, don't you just want to go and, like, mm-hmm. have awesome sex? Yeah, hungry and um, horny. Yeah, hungry and horny. And, yeah, like, and I guess when you look at it, actually, we can't look at it because, mm. <laughs> and we also, spoilers. We um, also just don't know enough about Faith's past. Yeah. So, um, I and I would say it's probably a good mix of the two of bravado yeah. and putting on the show yeah, and, and then, also just she is a sexual person and uh yeah so uh angel tosses the gun back to her uh after he's fired that blank and uh then she decides to uh shoot him <laughs> with a real bullet because yeah. they're not all blanks um hot, hot. and also pretty damn cool that she was able to like guess that he would only shoot her once yeah i thought about that too like and uh, she was like oh yeah i knew it (laughs) um but yeah and then she decided and then she basically is like oh you need to get your you need to get in the game mm -hmm. and uh then jumps through the window drama queen yeah the door was right behind her it doesn't matter she did this (laughs) to spite angel and now he can't even go in that room yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Like, he literally has to wait until uh, Wesley or Cordelia gets to the office, which um, they're not going to because he told them to stay away. Yeah. <laughs> then we have um, another really enjoyable moment of the episode. And Angel, wearing a suit, 
goes into Wolfram and Hart's lobby. Oh my god. And this guy stops him, and at first Angel thinks that he's made, but in fact, this guy is just another douchey lawyer who just assumes that Angel is a, who is is also a douchey lawyer. And Angel doesn't even really have to try to convince him because this guy is so full of himself, he just keeps talking. Yeah, he barely even listens to what Angel says. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Even when Angel, like, flat out gets stuff wrong. <laughs> god, what an asshole. Fuck this yeah. dude. And, you know, that's that's just funny. It's like, just so you know, you've got, like, the suave, smooth lawyers like Lindsay and Lila, and then you've got this guy. Yeah. And I guess Lee Mercer is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Like, yeah, this guy was fucking worse than Lee. Like, <laughs> he really was. But um, wouldn't it have been hilarious if it was Lee, and like he didn't know like what Angel looked like, and like just let him in. Oh um, God. Um, is this the first time that we've seen Lee, or has he? I feel like he's been in an episode or two. That's a great question. I felt like it was the first time, but as we have discussed, he's so bland and forgettable that. Like, it's maybe he was at the auction with, in Wesley's first episode? No, I think it was a, was a woman in, I mean... Oh, yeah, you might be right. Um, sense and Sensitivity. He was the one who gave them, like, the, the cops the, like... I think he was the one who, like, arranged the sensitivity training. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so okay. yes, he he has been in another episode. Yeah. But <laughs> clearly didn't oh, make... Obviously him... not as... Not as memorable Did as our other as two. Did not much of an impression. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Angel sneaks into Lindsay's office. And hey, we now know that Lindsay's entire name is Lindsay McDonald. Um, and because it's on, it's on his uh, office door. Nice. And uh, he's basically trying to look for any possible clue to the location of Faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Lindsay walks in. And I'm not going to lie. I really wish that um, Angel just decided to like lean back in the chair. Then, oh uh, yeah, maybe even put his feet up oh. on the desk. Oh yes, like, Angel, give Lindsay that power move. Mm, that would have been good. And this is when they reminisce about um, Angel's Angel and Lindsay's last uh, last meeting, in which, or not the uh, not the courtroom scene in this episode, but when he threw. <laughs> When he threw Angel, when Angel threw Lindsay's client out of a window. Hot. I know I already said it was hot, but I'm allowed to say it's again. Yeah, because they brought it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, and uh, Lindsay says that, um, uh, hey, we've got security. Um, We learned that Wolfram and Hart has uh, special like magic detectors to detect when a vampire mm -hmm. enters the building. So it's pretty cool. That makes sense. I mean, with the... uh, with the amount of demons that they are no doubt dealing with, mm-hmm. they gotta protect the they gotta protect their assets, which are the lawyers. Which, as far as we know, mostly human. Yeah, just and assholes. It just, <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense just in general in the line of work that they do. But the fact that they've made themselves an enemy of Angel specifically, mm-hmm. um, it's just they're just even smarter. Yeah, um, I I will say I. Wolfram and Hart is a great villain for this show. Um, and I, and, and very also, formidable. And also, we've been talking about how Wolfram and Hart hasn't really been a factor yeah. as much. Not as, uh, not as this, consistent. Yeah, this episode, 
though, is kind of like the beginning mm-hmm. of what what Wolfman Hart will truly be to Angel, yeah. and and Angel's investigation squad. Yeah, it's it's so hilarious because if you were like if, just on paper. Uh, you know, he's a vampire and, has, he, and a private detective. Uh, and his biggest enemy is an evil law firm. I'd be like, that is ridiculously stupid. But it really works here. It does. Um, well, I mean, also there's the... Um, and you know what's funny? I feel like if uh, if Angel were made today... Wolfram and Hart would not be a law firm. I feel like it would be a multinational corporation. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah, like you would have the CEOs would be your mm-hmm. main antagonists because I feel like, um, especially when I was growing up, so already like 90s and 2000s, everybody was like, oh, lawyers are like, you know, like soul-sucking mm-hmm. demons. <laughs> Wolfram and Hart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know... I believe, it, at least in the current vernacular, um, like CEOs like Jeff Bezos are mm-hmm. like they're the um, they're the ones that are the target of ridicule. Exactly, as they should be. Eat the rich. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's um, it ties into that kind of banality of evil that is more present on Angel um, than it is on on Buffy. Mm-hmm. Angel's dealing with. Um, the system. The system, more societal evils, mm-hmm. whereas Buffy is dealing with, you know, more fantasy evils. Yeah. And um, and then that, that's not to say one is better than the other for those reasons. They're just dealing in diff- they're playing in different sandboxes um, and building great castles in said sandboxes. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, uh, Angel decides to leave after uh, disabling a guard. Uh, Lindsay's like, oh, you know, more on the way. And I don't think Angel really cares. Just like, I'll see you soon. See you real soon. <laughs> I'll see you in hell. <laughs> uh, however, now we have Wesley and Cordelia. And uh, they're um, they're going to uh, Cordelia's apartment. And she can't open the door because Phantom Dennis won't let her. Yeah, he keeps slamming it. Yeah. And um, Cordelia originally thinks that like, oh, it's... It's like, oh, you think I'm going to have sex with Wesley? That's not going to happen. <laughs> and Wesley... Wesley's, like, half offended, but also half agrees. Yeah, like, like, thank God for small favors. Yeah, he's, he's like... He's, he's like, yeah, no, we're definitely not going to have sex. But also, you really didn't have to say it in such a dismissive tone. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, like, I could ever have sex with him. Wow. Wow, Cordelia. What a dick. <laughs> But the reason that Dennis is um, is trying to keep them out is because Faith is in the apartment, which mm-hmm. is revealed, and uh, Faith uh, clocks oh. clocks Cordelia with her elbow like right in the face, and um, and uh, Wesley immediately like Wesley tried talking to her, but then like as soon as she hurts Cordelia. Wesley actually gets to punch her mm-hmm. in the face. And she's, you know, we saw, because this is an exact replication of what happened in the club. Mm-hmm. And uh, her Slayer reflexes are on with that other guy. Um, and she stops him. But here, she's... It, 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 she doesn't I, expect Wesley to do exactly. that. In her mind, that that would never have happened. And yeah, I think the Wesley at the end of season three of Buffy... The last time they saw her wouldn't have 
But that's not the same Wesley. Um, and and it should be said that Wesley um, is trying to be like, oh, I was your watcher. I was trying to help you. And I'm sorry the mistakes were made. But as soon as Cordelia is in danger, that's when he's mm-hmm. like, all right, I obviously can't reason with you, so I'm going to punch you. Yeah. Of course, remember, Faith is a slayer. Yeah. So, uh, noble, but uh, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> she beats the crap out of Wesley. Um, let's do another flashback. Yay. Uh, so Angel is in Romania and, uh, specifically Borgia. And uh, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, I don't my either. apologies <laughs> to Romanians and citizens of Borgia. Um, and, uh, he tries to, um, he's, he's, uh, he's not in good shape. He's not mm-hmm. looking great. Uh, there are people who are walking out of a bar and, uh, he's like, um, thirsty and uh and they're like oh well and i have to say this uh the the gu- the men in that party are originally like oh get away from us you like you drunkard mm-hmm. like peasant and uh but the woman who is with them says he just wants a drink and so she convinces him to talk she convinces him to toss angelus a whatever Rom- Romania yeah, has. some sort of coin. Yeah, toss him a coin. And uh, I think that's what makes Angel want to go for her. Mm-hmm. Like, because he, he not only has a thing for young women, young blondes, but also good-hearted people. Yeah. And I think this is such... Which is, uh... hey, that's why he went after his sister mm-hmm. as well. This is such an interesting new piece of information that we learn about angel is that this transition i mean we knew the transition after angel got his soul was rough for him as we saw in the the becoming flashbacks Mm -hmm. um but we're learning here that he didn't just go oh i'm good now he he tries despite like the guilt he he tries to continue to feed off of humans and obviously a little part of that is um uh um just the hunger just the the physical hunger but it ties in really nicely to faith's arc where even though we saw her have this moment of realization and clarity in at the end of who are you it's not an immediate Mm -hmm. thing it's not a oh i'm good now it's work and it's time and it's um and it's hard to break those bad habits yeah um so i thought i love i i was surprised by the flashbacks when they started because i had forgotten that we got these flashbacks in this particular episode but as we were watching the episode i was like oh yeah these flashbacks are so important to inform uh how angel and faith relate to one another mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's a rough process mm-hmm. um so the flashback actually ends with um with angel taking the girl into the alley yes to feed on her that's where it ends and uh we got angel getting back to cordelia and Cordelia's like very upset that she just couldn't do anything and um i guess like and that's that's a really cool point because i think that Cordelia has felt herself getting stronger yeah. uh, by being around Angel and Wesley. Mostly Angel, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, she... 
and also Doyle too. Yeah. Like she's felt, I, I believe she thinks that like, you know, I can handle myself. I've been through a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. I think I can like handle myself in a crisis um, that we're want to come across. But then against Faith, she couldn't do anything. Yeah. And, and we have seen she's grown in her competence and her skill mm-hmm. and all that. And but it, you know, it's not her fault that Faith has literal fucking superpowers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she says that uh, Wesley's gone, and um, they don't know where. Like all they know is that Faith took him, and Faith did take him to uh, the apartment of that guy that she beat the shit out of when she first got into town, Mister mm-hmm. Warm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so. This is when Faith recites the uh, five basic torture groups, mm-hmm. blunt, sharp, hot, cold, and loud, and uh, she's already... Um, already done blunt. She's already done blunt, uh, and uh, she's, like, basically kind of playing around with Wesley mm-hmm. now, and uh, she ends up, like, uh, when she's like, oh, what do you want, like, what do you want, what do you want next? Like, uh, maybe some audience participation... And Wesley is like, Faith, I was your watcher. And whether you kill me or not, I just want you to know that you're a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's not just us, like, extrapolating. He does say, obviously, he gets cut off before he can finish the word mm-hmm. shit. Um, so I want to I wanna flash us back to our episode on In the Dark where we talked about the really underwhelming torture scene there. And we were like, there's going to be a torture scene that's much, much better. And this is it. Mm -hmm. And we don't even see any of the torture. A really cool, um, a really cool picture. And if if you go to the Buffy wiki, beware of spoilers of future episodes. Mm -hmm. But if you do go to the Buffy wiki and look at this episode, it is the um, picture of Faith holding the, because... Um, as she like regags uh, Wesley, she breaks a picture frame. Is like, well, we're moving on to Sharp. And then the next time you see Faith, she's just standing outside, she's, like she's looking out a window, and she's got the piece of glass but has blood all over it. Mm-hmm. And then she drops it like yeah. into the alley. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And yeah, we do. We don't see any of this torture, and this torture scene is fucking chilling. And I, I think part of it too is that. In the, the in the dark scene, we knew Angel could handle it, and we had no invest. We weren't invested in Doctor Torture or whatever that fucker's name was. Here, we know Wesley is not nearly to the level of Angel in withstanding torture, mm-hmm. and we are invested in Faith as a character. But even outside of that, this is just so much more chilling, and like I, I am terrified for Wesley in this scene. It, it very much reminds me of um, that scene where in uh, season three of Buffy where Xander tries to go talk to Faith and then and I talked about how uncomfortable this made me about how um, she basically is like threatening sexual violence onto yeah. Xander and um, so we know like what she is capable of yeah. doing and uh yeah so yeah it's faith is um faith has been through some shit and she's dealt out some shit yes um that, that 
That is the most accurate and succinct like description of Faith. I think she has been through some shit, and she has dealt some shit. Um, and then uh, Angel and Cordelia um, have a map out, and they're like, "Oh, let's look at all these recent assaults." Um, it, which it's kind of like a it's kind of like a really do we need this scene? But it does have a great line. It's like, and this one guy was. This one guy was beat up by someone he described as the bitch from hell. Yeah. <laughs> I, this scene, you're right. Like, it is just exposition, but I... It's short exposition. It's short so. exposition. I feel like if it weren't here, though, when Angel shows up to res- rescue Wesley, I feel like I'd be like... You could do this with a line. Yeah, I. you could, but I feel like... I feel like I would get distracted in the moment thinking like, wait, but how do you know he was there? Instead of focusing on, like, what matters in this scene. Yeah. So I can see how that it's... As a scene, it's not the most important, but it's it's better than a line of exposition later because so that we just... We're focused on what really matters. Mm-hmm. Um, so... But yeah, and I like, I like Cordy... Uh, I like getting to see Cordy's, like, investigating skills and her and Angel work in the case. Yeah, and, and Angel, like, deduces, uh, which apparently, the, as you point out, the police probably didn't. Idiots. For some reason. I'm, that, uh, I'm that what first, the suck ever Lockley. I the, can't remember his name. <laughs> Trevor Lockley. I'm Trevor Lockley, and I'm, <laughs> I'm too dead to figure this shit out. <laughs> Sorry, I knew I wanted to do the Trevor Lockley bit at, at some point, but I wasn't sure where I was going to be able to fit it in. And you gave me the perfect opportunity, so thank you, I'm my friend. I'm too dead to That is an impediment to your investigation skills. Um, so, uh, god damn it. Um, yeah, Angel's like, oh, the first guy got his keys stolen. Do we know where he lives? Uh, the first guy that Faith beat up. And um, you do say, you do talk about uh, Angel going to his apartment. Have we established that apartments are out of bounds for vampires? Yes. Okay. Because of, um, well, Cordy's apartment. Right. Um, until she invited him. So, yeah. Either this guy died in the hospital and thus Angel can go in or Angel went down to the hospital to, like, get an invitation Mm -hmm. or called the guy um, I see. This is a place where it's like a lot, one line of exposition to like, yeah, um, explain how he got in. But but, uh, but yeah. So um, at this point, uh, Faith has dropped her uh, the bloody glass shard, as we said, and uh, she is now moving on to the hot portion of her torture, which um, she has a lighter and a can of cooking spray, and we all know what that makes. That makes a torch, mm-hmm. and. So, uh, Faith takes her little torch and starts taunting Wesley with it, getting closer and closer, and, uh, she takes off the gag because she's like, oh, I'm ready to hear you scream, and, uh, Angel smashes the door. No, first, though, Wesley says, I won't. Ah, yeah. Hot! I'm, like, season three of Buffy Wesley would have screamed, like a little baby child. Oh no! Please don't. <laughs> yeah, um, I I loved that. I really loved that uh, that moment of strength. And, you know, and I do believe that he would scream. Actually, like 
push comes to shove, he probably would scream. But I, I respect his defiance. And you know, I will say this. I think that, um, I don't think Wesley has, like, toughened up as much as he gives off in this scene. But I think that Faith has riled him the wrong way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's also just... He, he, he has more confidence. Mm-hmm. So he's he's not a badass by any means. But he's he's finally in an environment where his skills are valued. Um, and his co-workers are Someone mostly nicer. nice to him. <laughs> like as nice as Cordelia can be. Yeah. And so, so yeah, he's not... He hasn't become like Wesley Wyndham Price, ultimate badass. But he's in an environment where he can have that growth. Yeah. And that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and... Um... And, uh, yeah, so now Angel, uh, breaks down the door, and, uh, then she holds a knife to Wesley's throat. And, uh, now we go back to our flashback. And you see Angel saying he can't. And he, um, basically, it's like just running away from where he was in the alley, and the girl comes out, and she's been bitten. Yeah. She's not dead. So... Angel is, because of the curse, is appalled at what he's done. Yeah. And, uh, but you've already covered this. Nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, These flashbacks are, I mean, I know I keep saying it, but they they just add, this episode's good already, mm-hmm. and these flashbacks just add such an extra, great extra level of um, thematic resonance. Although we haven't talked about how David Boreanaz is usually aggressively over-the-top Irish accent is really low-key this week and, like, flits in and out between that it is, and... Um, well, it, it has been 140 years since he's been an Irish human. That's true. So, it, it could be in that time his accent might have gone away. Maybe, um, but I feel like we've seen other flashbacks set around the same time where he has the stronger brogue. I could be Maybe. wrong. Maybe. I'd have to go back and watch yeah. Becoming to see what his accent is like in that mm-hmm. in that uh, in that specific scene, since that's literally right around this time. Yeah. Uh, and but... of course, Julie Benz is just using her natural American accent that is completely inappropriate for the time period. She doesn't care. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's better because it's not. I'm not distracted mm-hmm. by it. It's not like uh, Andrew Garfield's terrible accent in Silence. Yeah, if anybody should have been silent in that movie, it should have been him. <laughs> I've not seen that one. Sorry, that was like a little like poorly disguised rage there. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, then we get just a really fucking cool fight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I will say Wesley, um, Angel's able to like make Faith drop her guard. And uh, Wesley is able to get himself out of that. Yeah, he just he also, throws himself yeah, backwards. Yeah, and and uh, an angel uh, and uh, angel also gets a uh, faith to drop the knife, mm-hmm. which is important because uh, Wesley will be using that to cut his bond. But meanwhile, we get just a cool fight between Angel and Faith, and we just have. I feel like all the fights that Faith has with either Angel or Buffy are just great because you get somebody who's at the same strength level as 
mm-hmm. the, as our two main characters. I almost don't even want to call this a fight. I want to call it a brawl. Yeah. Because it, it like it is uh, similarly to the ones with Buffy. These are we and we've discussed this every time we've had one of these fights. These are intensely personal mm-hmm. fights. So I I mean the violence and the brutality just gets super ratched up yeah and uh hey um this is the only episode of angel and the buffyverse overall rated an 18 certificate for frequent strong violence in the uk yeah that tracks however one time when the episode was shown on channel 4 at 5:05 p.m <laughs> it was cut by six minutes for a 15 certificate so boo censorship so i'm going to guess a good chunk of this fight got cut mm-hmm. and probably everything with the torture yeah I, I could easily see them cutting that uh the scene with the bloody with the bloody uh bloody uh glass shard mm-hmm. oh and uh the lee mercer beat down probably the those those are like just in my head those mm-hmm. are like the three most yeah, like this, brutally is, this is pretty violent yeah. and uh yeah so um yeah, we, we start to notice that, like, while it does start off as, like, a really intense brawl between them, you also notice that Angel eventually stops fighting. Mm-hmm. Or, like, he just, like, either takes the blows or avoids them and dodges them. Yeah. Um, this starts pissing Faith off, and she, um, she, like, she and Angel both crash through the window onto a dumpster, and, uh... Wesley is always like trying to cut himself free. Um, Faith and Angel, yeah, and yeah, Faith keeps trying to fight Angel, but um, rain starts pouring, and uh, she starts landing fewer and fewer blows. Um, yeah, Wesley eventually like is able to uh, get himself free, and he grabs a knife because he's ready to just like kill faith mm-hmm. and uh um, blame him <laughs> but um yeah so faith is now at this point um being like oh you think you know evil and uh she's just yelling i'm bad i'm evil but it becomes less and less convincing mm-hmm. and, and the hits are yeah. less she's you know she's she's kind of getting she's getting to the point where she's doing that almost like um like upset like kind of hitting you on the chest but like not even they're not even really hits it's it's almost a tantrum in a way and angel says nice try faith i know what you want and i won't do it i will make it easy for you and that's when faith basically starts sobbing and while still like going through the motions of trying to hit angel she's like please kill me and eventually she just gives up and falls into his arms mm-hmm. and wesley is like running down to and then wesley sees them standing in the rain and drops the knife end episode what i just gave myself goosebumps. i i have goosebumps <laughs> too because it's so i mean it's so powerful mm-hmm. it is really incredible um what they've done here um and Folks, it's not done. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're obviously not done with Faith, but uh, before we before we give our final thoughts, let's talk about mental illness, mm-hmm. or um, at least how it pertains to Faith. Uh, 
I, I'm not a, uh, I'm not an authority on mental illness, but um, I feel like there could be a bit of bipolar, um, like medical, actual like medical bipolar, because I mean there are lots of people who, um, and probably shouldn't be saying this, but uh, you know if you go from like one, one extreme to another, every once in a while, like oh god I'm being bipolar right now. Um, there are people who actually like suffer from bipolar disorder. Yeah. And, uh, and we see basically when we see faith, she is going from, and very quickly going from one extreme to another, mm -hmm. typically between, um, murderous and angry and, uh, you know, hungry and horny. Like yeah. she says, uh, right. Like when she's done slaying and, uh, yeah, it's just, feel like I should have something better to say well, but it um it and I and I do believe that I do believe that this is this show's attempt to display mental illness yeah faith is certainly not mentally healthy yeah um and and I, I think we should say like we are not saying that people with mental illness are inherently violent or right. anything like that um that is not true that's not the case and uh, statistically, people with mental health issues are more likely to be victims of violence than mm -hmm. the other way around. But she she is an unhealthy person. She has had, from what we what we do know about her backstory, uh, certainly uh, abuse in her past. Um, which she she had a line that one time like, "My dead mother hits harder than that." yikes yeah um so and, and i i yeah and, and you know and that um the fact that she's been manipulated by the mayor um by um used as a tool by the watchers council um and like used as basically a tool for wolfram and hart yeah exactly so you know, I, I, I'd hesitate to put any sort of medical diagnosis, especially since she's a fictional character and, like, that, that that's even more, like, yeah, she has, messy. She but, has trust issues, but um, I do think, yeah. uh, I guess the reason I thought of mental illness is because I feel like when it comes to mental illness, there is this stigma against it mm -hmm. that um, so many, I feel like there are so many people that are just willing to say, like, write it off as like oh it's all in your head yeah um so i think and i think every person in the buffy verse is guilty of this when it comes to faith like they're so like i mean you know willow's always ready to just be like oh that crazy whore or something like that mm -hmm. um and uh, there are quite a few times that buffy says like oh my god she's crazy um she like this crazed slayer and um but that's when she kind of it's not until they swap bodies that she starts realizing, I don't think faith is what we have painted mm -hmm. her as. Yeah. And I feel like faith doesn't go for help. Faith doesn't ask for help with any of this, except maybe with the mayor. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a reflection of how people are almost bullied into not seeking help for mm -hmm. mental illness. Because that kind of, they probably see that as like, that's something that's wrong with me, but it's also like a weakness. Yes. And it's that pull yourself up by your bootstraps mm -hmm. mentality. Right. Yeah, and, and you have to think like, um, 
for the longest time in the history of humanity, if somebody had suffered from a mental illness, they were like condemned to like a sanatorium to an mm-hmm. insane asylum. And yeah. nobody wants that. Like, yeah. you, you, there is a, there is the stigma of like saying that somebody is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, look at, um, Suzanne on Orange is the New Black. Yeah. The, I mean, she clearly has some issues and it may be psychological. It may be biological. Mm-hmm. Psychological and biological also aren't, aren't mutually exclusive. Yeah. It's, and I think, um, yeah, like people who have these issues or who have these maybe even diseases don't feel comfortable going to Mm -hmm. seek the professional help that they need. And I think that that is just, that is something that, you know, I feel like while leaps and bounds are being made in so many things nowadays, um, and especially in the queer community, I don't think that enough attention is being given to mental illness. And I know that there are, people in the queer community that have extreme mental problems because of what they've experienced Mm -hmm. by being queer in this world that just wasn't ready for them. Yeah. Well, and it's, the problem is one, as you mentioned, the stigma against mental illness and talking about mental health. And the other is just the accessibility of, of, of mental health services it is so expensive and some insurance doesn't even cover it yeah so it's it's all bad um and you know faith aside though i think everyone in the buffy verse could uh use a a a good good, healthy dose of therapy (laughs) yeah Um, and and you know wesley even calls her a sick girl um and he's not it's when he's trying to be sympathetic towards her it's you know it's yeah, there is sometimes the lack of empathy that people have for Faith, like the, the other characters have, while understandable. Like, I get why they're not all lining up to be best friends with Faith. Um, you know, that that does just kind of make it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, that isolation and... Um, and I hope, and we'll find out next week, that Angel opening up and letting her in, and hopefully this will be a, a turning point for Faith. Well, and you ha- and Angel was right. He was getting through to her back in season three of Buffy. He, and I think even Buffy was saying, like, how could you do this? Like, why do you think this is even worth it at mm-hmm. the time? Um, and I think, like, Angel is, like, kind of can relate to that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I bring up... I, I, I see this parallel there. Maybe I'm just reading a little too much into mm-hmm. it when it comes to mental illness. But I feel like I should end this by saying, if you feel... Because even, even if it's something you try to hide from everybody else, um, or you try to keep down from everybody else, you probably do feel that something might be wrong deep inside of you seek medical help Mm -hmm. i mean if you don't 
I mean, if it helps to talk to your friends, you can do that. But sometimes it doesn't help. Sometimes you yeah. need to talk to somebody who is completely yeah. doesn't know any of your situation, but can talk to you and and has the skill to help yeah. you through it. Yeah, and don't never ever feel ashamed of seeking any type of medical help mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Like you, you've got to find that safe place and. And if that safe place is like with experienced medical people, then like go for that. Yeah. Whew, but well, as for this episode, yeah. um, I want to give it a four point five mm-hmm. out of four point five uh four point five complete pictures <laughs> out of <laughs> complete picture frames out of out of five, um, I believe this is a very strong episode. Great way to pick up Faith's arc, like after it's been left off in Buffy. Um, great, uh, great um, flashbacks for uh, great flashbacks with the with Angel's backstory, and just fun moments all around. Like obviously, it does get really serious at the end, but I mean. It's really fun, one, to see, like, all the Wolfram and Hart lawyers, like, finally, like, working together and them being the actual force that they were kind of set up to be in the first yeah. episode, but really kind of haven't been since. Um, and, uh, and yeah, great action, uh, great moments from Wesley, and uh, just faith. Yeah. Just Eliza Dushku continuing to rock it as faith. Yeah. Right there with you. I'm actually going to give this one a full five. Way to go. Uh, nice. Full five uh, types of torture out of five. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it, I'm everything you just said, I'm not going to list it because we are. This one's a little long. But this is the type of episode that a little long is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's more I want to say. Spoiler alert. Next episode's probably going to be pretty long too. Yes. There's more that I want to say, but... It, a lot of my thoughts tie into what we're going to get in Sanctuary next week. Um, so I'm going to hold off. But I'm going to leave one little tantalizing bit just to kind of wet your whistle or whatever else you want to go wet. Hot. Um, <laughs> I think, and I'll get more in depth on this for our next episode. I think that the faith the angel faith two-parter because listeners it is a two-parter again is stronger than the already really strong buffy side of this two this four-part crossover it has been a while since i have watched these episodes so i'll save that opinion for next yeah. week and when we watch next week's, I, I might reevaluate because it's also been a minute since I've watched uh, the next episode. But um, that's my instinct, and that's what I'm going with for now. And we'll see if that changes. But, um, but also, just in general, I think this four-part crossover, this faith arc here, excellent. Just excellent. And we'll talk more about it next week. So, um, Jason... Are you taking us away, or am I taking us away? I think you're... I'm taking us away. Take us away! (laughs) Well, thank you, listeners, for joining us for Booze and Buffy. 
Um, so just like we did for the the Buffy two-parter, Faith two-parter, we are, uh, instead of doing any Buffy, the next Buffy episode, we're doing um, the next Angel episode, season one, episode 19, Sanctuary, um, which will put us back on the proper airing Faith schedule. Is, uh, Faith is such a presence that she alters our schedule of episodes. <laughs> yep. um, and, you know... Who knows who else might show up in Los Angeles? I don't know why I just went full Darth Sidious. <laughs> oh. Something, something, something. <laughs> Dark side. All right. I'm Jason. You can find me on Instagram at yummyj357 and on Twitter at just plain old yummyj. Mm-hmm. I'm Harrison. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. That's both. C-O-F-F-M-A-N. I also write a blog where I write about a different horror movie every week. I don't know why I've done You went from Sidious to Shatner. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, it, that's www... Or no, that's horrorbyharrison.blogspot.com. Uh, this is my motherfucking birthday week! Whoop, whoop. Um, and so to celebrate, uh, I wrote a review on uh, a film Jason will never watch because it is too triggering for him. Um, and it is the last movie I saw in the movie theater on my birthday. I had the whole theater myself because I went to a Wednesday matinee. Crawl. The trapped in the crawl space during a hurricane with an alligator movie. Yeah, two things that are... Um, two things that are bad news bears for me and... The alligator's not one of them. <laughs> um, I believe I've mentioned it on the show before, but I have a, uh, I have a very, I don't know what the exact phobia is, but it's not a phobia of water. It's a phobia of drowning. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I guess like, shouldn't really be like too unreasonable because yeah. being afraid of drowning is like being afraid of like getting shot. Yeah, like it, it's it, it's not it's, good. Like, it's not good. Um, but yeah, and I um, I feel like most of the time I'm not claustrophobic, but I feel like I am slightly claustrophobic mm. at times because it's like a mild claustrophobia. I, yeah, I watched that movie, The Descent. Mm. Oh my god! Like they didn't even need the monsters <laughs> in that movie. Like honestly, this in my opinion, the scariest part was when the main girl got stuck, and I'm like, no, 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 no. no. Um, oh, yeah, that is. Oh, that is just one thing that I will yep. probably never ever do. I think I, I think I invited you to go see that with me because I usually would invite you when I would go to my birthday movies, and you were like, "Nope, not for me." Uh, crawl. Yeah. See, um, I thought you were going to talk about Underwater. Oh um, no! Like that movie with uh with Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Stewart. That one's okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I remember being like, I really love Kristen Stewart, uh, as an actress, and you know, I mean. Just uh, just as my like uh, running, mm-hmm. running uh, weird attraction to lesbians, I, <laughs> I also think she's hot. Um, I think she's bisexual. Okay. I think she's um, definitely queer. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, when you're talking about like a, a movie where people have to walk across the ocean floor in just like their suits and stuff, that's <laughs> no, 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 no. Very nice. 
It's like, I will, I have watched through a lot of horror movies with Harrison, and that's the thing that triggers me. Well, and you know, do you remember the one movie that you invited me to that I was like, no, absolutely not. I'm the not BFG? Gonna... It was the BFG, <laughs> the big friendly giant, because that movie traumatized, or that book traumatized me when I was a child. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy, or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. The and is spelled out in all of those cases. Also, please don't forget to uh, rate and review us, and also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a subscribe, give us a follow, so you never miss a delightful episode of Booze and Buffy. And each week, we like to give a shout-out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. This week, we're highlighting the Chicago Coalition for the Homeless. The Chicago Coalition for the Homeless is the only nonprofit in Illinois dedicated to advocating for public policies that curb and can ultimately end homelessness. This organization leads strategic campaigns, community outreach, and public policy initiatives that target the lack of affordable housing in metropolitan Chicago and across Illinois. Visit www.chicagohomeless.org for more information. And as always, go slay. And be gay, and remember the name of the basis from Nirvana. <laughs>